Nikkei Asia News Roundup with Jada and Brian. Welcome to the Nikkei Asia News Roundup with your hosts, Jada and Brian. Bringing you the latest updates and insights on the dynamic world of Asia and more. Now let's delve into the headlines. This program is brought to you by Nikkei. NVIDIA chip prices soar in Asia on U.S. curbs and the AI boom. Gamers are feeling the pinch as the the top-of-the-line graphics cards become targets of the latest export controls. Relations between the Philippines' two most influential political clans, the Marcoses and the Dutertes, are fraying as tensions over constitutional changes erupt into a public feud. Thailand's civilian-led government is under pressure to scale back the armed forces after nearly a decade of military rule. The Nikkei stock average rose 28 percent in 2023 and another 8 percent last month. Expectations were that Japanese brokers would enjoy an earnings bonanza, but foreign enthusiasm is yet to filter down at home. Myanmar's garment industry, which is a vital source of exports for the Southeast Asian nation, is starting to show signs of strain as costs rise and workers become harder to find. Zinc has emerged as a candidate material for next-generation batteries, with major Japan-based players, Sharp and FDK, testing products using the metal. Now moving on to the next segment. The Cook Islands is poised to become a deep-sea mining leader. Backers say the deep-sea mining industry will help the world's green transition, but critics harbor serious environmental concerns. Until now, extracting from the seabed nodules that contain cobalt, nickel, manganese, copper, and rare earths has not been feasible. But surging demand for battery minerals and electronic components has increased metal prices and made available more funding for exploratory work thousands of meters below the ocean's surface. And no country sits on greater national reserves than the Cook Islands. One estimate puts the amount of cobalt contained in nodules on the seafloor within the South Pacific country's exclusive economic zone as three times the combined reserves of cobalt on land. Exploiting the resource could secure materials critical to a transition away from carbon-emitting energy sources and also create jobs in the Cook Islands. However, scientists and activists warn that the process could cause massive environmental damage. Housing glut leaves China with excess homes for 150 million people. China is grappling with the aftermath of its bursting housing bubble. Given weak sales and an inventory buildup in the sector, it is now expected to take more than five years for the country to shed excess stock. As China's housing demand will likely fall further due to a shrinking population and rising living standards, the world is bracing for a surge in exports of cheap building materials from the country. Intense price-cutting competition is underway as the country's housing market becomes saturated. The level of excess stock calculated by subtracting all the residential floor space sold from the total area of homes built 
reached just under 5 billion square meters at the end of 2023. Assuming each home has a floor space of 100 square meters and three family members, China now has excess space to house 150 million people, equal to about 50 million homes. And now for news highlights. In each episode, Jada and I discuss a recent article that has particularly captured our attention. Today, we are going to talk about the recent development surrounding Hong Kong and its national security law. So it's been almost four years since uh, Beijing's introduction of the national security law. I think it was in June of 2020 when they um, introduced it. It criminalizes vaguely defined subversion, uh, foreign collusion, and terrorism. Um, And our Nikkei reporters kind of did an analysis on the media uh, landscape uh, in Hong Kong. Right, Brian? Uh, Yeah, I was in the article. It says that they looked at 26,000 pieces Mm -hmm. of news reported in eight Chinese language papers from 2014 to 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they found that certain phrases like Hong Kong people Mm. and other such more Hong Kong-centric ideas and, and... words were significantly down in that time. Yes, I think they, uh, one of the uh, one of the numbers that they gave uh, was that between 2014 and uh, 2022 references to Hong Kong people fell by more than 40% in editorials published by four of the five existing privately owned paid newspapers. So that like includes Tsingtao and uh, uh, Mingtao. So that's, that's a lot. A 40% drop is, is pretty significant. Um, and obviously, you know, the wording like democracy, Hong Kong person, um, China, Hong Kong conflict, those those all seem to have kind of, you know, gradually disappeared from the media. And the other part of that is that phrases that are more, you know, as, as the article says, politically correct, mm-hmm. as in politically correct to Beijing, mm-hmm. uh, have gone up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Conversely. And... Uh, Another one that I found interesting uh, in this story, another quick fact, is that the uh, Reporters Without Borders Mm. ranks press freedom of various countries and territories. And in 2002, Hong Kong was ranked 18th in the world. Mm -hmm. And in 2022, it had gone down to 148th. Mm. That's a huge drop. (laughs) That also transitions into another Mm -hmm. article this week linked to this where the Hong Kong government has... uh, is working on what's called Article 23, mm. which is said to complement the national security law. Yeah, so it's like the local version of the national security law. Yeah, that and Hong Kong has. as a, a John Lee, the chief executive of mm-hmm. Hong Kong, said it's closing loopholes and uh, will be used to. Yeah, it's it's a more domestic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Um, I think the article said it covers offenses like treason and the theft of state secrets, as well as prohibit foreign political organizations from forming ties with local bodies. So obviously, you know, that this is going to affect uh, businesses further in in the city. Yeah, and when I said domestic, yeah, it's how global companies or organizations use Hong Kong as a way to have access to China, but also not be directly connected to China Mm -hmm. in a certain way. And this is meant to... Um, tighten that. Yeah, yeah. And one of the other parts of that is that 
along with the national security law, Article 23 will extend trials without jury and also have a higher threshold for people who skip bail. Mm. And that's the other thing that's yes. interesting this week yeah, is yeah. Agnes Chow. Yes, she, um, the Hong Kong police this week uh, officially officially said that she is um, wanted. She um, a little was it last year? End of last year? She um, yeah, it was late December. Late December, yeah. So she's now in self exile in Canada. Um, yeah, studying in Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's well. I guess you know she skipped bail, and now the police um, had said they you know she's wanted, but they have officially confirmed now that she is. And one of the quotes in that article says that they will uh, pursue her for the rest of her life if they have to. That's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. and she's also said in her own quotes that she is ready to never come back to Hong Kong. Yeah, she, um, Nikkei Asia had an interview with her um, where she had said, you know, I was extremely, extremely scared back then. So this is when she was in jail in Hong Kong um, under the national security law. So it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much more these uh, democracy activists, uh, including her, Joshua Wong, are further affected. Yeah, indeed, and be sure to we'll follow our coverage, which we will make sure to keep you up to date on. Yes, please ch- uh, check it out. And that brings us to the close of today's episode. We look forward to having you join up again for the next edition of the Nikkei Asia News Roundup. Stay informed, stay curious. Until next time, I'm Jada. And I'm Brian. See you again and take care. This program is brought to you by Nikkei.